Class Session 3, Assault and Battery. Greetings, legal scholars. Today, we're delving into another fundamental aspect of criminal law, assault and battery. These terms are often used interchangeably, but they represent distinct offenses with their own legal elements. Let's explore further. Defining Assault and Battery. Assault and battery are two separate offenses, each involving different actions and legal requirements. Assault, assault refers to the intentional act that causes another person to reasonably fear an imminent harmful or offensive contact. It's important to note that no physical contact is required for an assault to occur. The focus here is on the victim's apprehension of impending harm. Battery, battery, on the other hand, involves the intentional harmful or offensive physical contact with another person. Unlike assault, battery requires actual physical contact between the defendant and the victim. Distinction between assault and battery. To clarify, let's use a practical example. Imagine someone raises a fist and threatens to punch another person. If no physical contact occurs, it could be considered assault, as the victim feared an imminent harmful act. However, if the person follows through and strikes the victim, it becomes battery due to the actual physical contact. Assault with intent versus simple assault. Within the realm of assault, there can be variations based on the defendant's intent. Simple assault, this occurs when a person intentionally puts another in fear of immediate harm or offensive contact. The intent is to create apprehension, not necessarily to cause physical harm. Assault with intent, this involves an elevated level of intent, where the defendant not only intends to create apprehension but also intends to commit another specific crime. For example, if someone threatens another with a weapon and intends to rob them, it could be charged as assault with intent to commit robbery. Here's a case study, People v. Ramirez, Analyzing Assault Charges. Now, let's apply these concepts to a case study, People v. Ramirez. In this case, the defendant is accused of threatening a store clerk with a knife during a robbery attempt. The defendant claims they never intended to actually harm the clerk, only to scare them into giving up the money. Here, we can analyze the defendant's actions as both assault and assault with intent. The threat of harm using the knife created apprehension in the store clerk's mind, potentially leading to a simple assault charge. However, because the defendant had the specific intent to commit another crime, robbery, the charge could be elevated to assault with intent. This case study highlights the importance of assessing the defendant's intent and the victim's perception of the situation when determining the appropriate charges. Now for today's questions. Question 1. How does self-defense come into play in assault and battery cases? Self-defense can be a valid defense in assault and battery cases. When a person reasonably believes they are in imminent danger of physical harm, they may use reasonable force to defend themselves. The force used must be proportional to the threat. If a person's actions meet the criteria for self-defense, they may not be held criminally liable for assault or battery. Question 2. Can assault or battery be charged without any intent on the part of the defendant? Yes, it's possible. Some jurisdictions have statutes that allow for charges of negligent or reckless assault or battery. In such cases, the defendant's actions, even without intent, are considered so careless or reckless that they create a substantial risk of harm to others. These charges don't require the same level of intent as intentional assault or battery, but they still hold the defendant accountable for their actions. And that concludes our session on assault and battery. We've covered the distinctions between these two offenses, the role of intent, and even delved into a case study to put these concepts into practice. 
As we move forward in our journey through criminal law, keep engaging with the material and asking thought-provoking questions. For our next session, get ready to explore the intricate world of theft crimes. Prepare to examine different types of theft and the legal elements that define them. Until then, keep seeking knowledge and striving for legal excellence.